Hello everyone, this is Donovan LaCroxy. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Hip Hop, Let's Talk R&B, Let's Talk What's Going On in the Community. And debuting with me, I've got rapper Killer King Furious. What's up, brother? Yeah, how's it going, bro? It's good to be here, man. Man, you know what? You're spending Christmas with me, but okay, listeners, I'm so excited <laughs> because I did a radio interview with you, right? And the yep. conversation with us was so deep. So I said, I have to bring you on my platform, man, because I feel like you're not done. I feel like you have more to say about hip-hop. You have more to say about your singles. You have more to say to encourage the young ones. You know what I'm saying, brother? Yeah, bro. Hip-hop is my life, man. We we squeezed everything into that little bit, man. I'm ready to share more, man. Oh. You know? All right. So why don't you tell the people where you're from? who you are in case there are new listeners listening for the first time. Yeah, I'm Kelly King Furious. I come from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and I represent that old school East Coast style hip hop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you like to go back to the 90s. You like to take us really back to where hip hop started, right? Yeah, 100%. All right, all right, all right. So what do you think like today? Okay. This might be a cliche question, but I'm going to ask it. Do Suppose if listeners think there's not a difference with 90s hip-hop versus today. How would you respond to that? I would just laugh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would just laugh. I wouldn't even say nothing. I would say, what the hell, man? I ain't worth, you, you know, you ain't worth talking about how it's different. Because obviously you don't understand, you know? Because there's like a major difference, bro. I know you know. I know. I know you know. Yo, you know I know, eh? So I'm just asking, because <laughs> exactly. you know how listeners will generalize and say, ah, oh, hip-hop's all the same. All they do is talk about money. All they do is talk about girls. All they do is talk about drugs. All they do is talk about sex. There's nothing different to hip-hop. How do you respond to that, too? I would say the way you say it back then and the way you say it now it's like basically like you got like a, a university professor who's been there for like 30 years speaking on the subject. And then you got some dude that, you know, thinks he knows what he's talking about in high school, hasn't even graduated yet, trying to compare himself with that with that professor. So you got these young dudes thinking they're saying the same thing, but they're not saying it the same way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not saying the same thing. Everybody has a different message. Am I correct, sir? Oh, 100%, man. Yeah, like, okay, for listeners, and we're going to talk about this, because, you know, every hip-hop artist is different. You got some that love the sex, they love the drugs, they love the threesomes, they love the, you know, you know, sleeping yeah. with different women. They love that. But you got That's some it. artists that really want to just open up your mind. You know what I'm saying, Killer King Furious? 100 percent man exactly yeah yeah so what do you what do you say about your music and growing up where you grow up grew up you know what i'm gonna ask you too why is it like people okay i assumed where you're from is like good i didn't know hamilton had hood sides you know what i'm saying yeah yeah there's actually there's a lot of uh bad spots in hamilton man it's not like it used to be mm-hmm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what do you say to listeners? Say we have Ontario listeners that listen and say, no, Hamilton was good when I was raised in Hamilton. It was good. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, what I'll say to them is basically just listen to our music. Listen to Sky Streets of Dreams. 
Sky Street's dreams is based off of where I used to live, and uh, the hallways of a building that were outside, we call them Sky Streets. So Sky Streets of dreams, we always dream to be whoever we're trying to be when we're young. So I rapped about life, how it was in Hamilton back then. So if you have a question about Hamilton, how it was, just listen to that track, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And listeners that don't know Hamilton is in Ontario. It's about 30 minutes from Toronto, I'd say, right? Yeah, yeah, about 30, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know what? What do you say? And you and I have talked about this, but I really want us to expound on this. What do you say that people that want to stay in their hoods or stay where they're from and expect to blow and expect, you know what I'm saying, to be? They don't want to evolve. They want to stay in the hood, stay where they're from, but not grow and evolve and move and take that next step. What do you say to those rappers or people in general? I would say people that want to stay, you know, in the hood, if they're successful, become a target. So as soon as you become established, man, you got to think of think of the future, you know, move your family out, you know, figure everything out, just be in a secure spot. You can still wrap your hood, you're from there, you did dirt there, everything is good. But uh, you can't stay there, man, because people are jealous. You know, even me, like, I have people I know that are cool, but if I blew up, I'm sure they'll be jealous. And, you know, I'd have to watch out for that. I'm not trying to stay where I'm at right now. <laughs> I'll move real quick. <laughs> Could that be? Okay, you and I will talk deeper on this. Could that be what I've got Tupac and Biggie killed, staying within the same associations, not really wanting to move out of the hood, not really wanting to move out of New York, not really wanting to move out of, you know, California, you know, represent your same side where you came from? Could associations sometimes get people killed, do you think? I think so. I think uh, there's a hating, a hating group that's hating on somebody that's representing them. They'll take them out as a message, right? You know, the, the, the street shit is crazy. And honestly, as soon as I had my first daughter, I just gave up all that street shit. So, like, I'm glad I'm out of all that shit. I still know the same people are all good and everything. But there is, like, if you're in that life, you're, you're just asking for it eventually. So you got to change your life, get out of that thing, get out of the hood. You know, change everything and everything is all right. Mm-hmm. What do you say to people? That, yo, bro, I can't get out of the hood, yo. Me, Rocky, my brethren, yo, I can't leave the hood, man. I'm stuck. I can't. You say it's easy to get out, but I don't have the money. I don't have the resources. What do you tell those people? I mean, if you can't get out of the hood, you can't get out of the hood, man. That's why the hood is the hood, because you can't get out of it, right? Everyone's trying to make their way to the top and, you know, like crabs in a bucket, man, trying to get get up, 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 you know what I'm saying? So I don't really have nothing to say to them except keep chasing your dreams, try to make money, try to get out, man. Mm-hmm. You don't want to stay there, man. You stay there, then you, you surround yourself with what uh, comes with that, right? Mm-hmm. Could it be like the stereotype and the small you know, mentality that, you know, if I grow, if I move out of the hood, I'm going to be made fun of, I'm going to be called a sellout, or I might be called that, you know, for example, say, you know, there's any black people that are listening right now, we talk race here, oh, well, I don't like my own race, so what do you call it, I'm considered a sellout. No, I, I don't, I don't know, like, I feel like if, if somebody said that about me, okay, for example, if I if I blew up right now then I move out of Hamilton and or you know, I would stay in Hamilton but if I move where I'm where I am right now, they call me a seller, I'll just be like whatever. I wouldn't even acknowledge it, man, because how am I gonna be worth millions of dollars staying in the hood, man? You can't do that. It's smart. It's 
it's business oriented as soon as you get on, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine if Jay Z stayed in the hood? That's what I'm saying. Like, you think Jay Z's gonna stay in the Marcy Projects, man? He's on the same place where De Niro is, man. He's not living there. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you're right. In order to evolve as a person, you gotta take that next step. Or if you don't, then expect the same circle, right? 100%, man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So people that are hearing it right now, I know a lot of people are thinking to themselves, well, it's easy for you two to talk. You two probably live in good, cushy, white neighborhoods, poshy neighborhoods, so it's easy for you two to talk. So what do you tell them where they're still saying, no, you guys shut up? I say no, not even, man. People are getting kidnapped and shot, everything where I'm from, man. It's not even like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But for you yourself, right, if you were, okay, and you even mentioned this to me earlier, right? If you yeah. were to stay in Hamilton, you would make sure you move in like a poshy neighborhood or somewhere that's not where your hood is, right? Yeah, just somewhere protected, man, where where I don't have to really worry about uh, people trying to, like, you know, do something, like try to get extortion out of me, you know? I know how it is, man. I know how the streets are. I don't, I don't know. I'm not about it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> You're not about it. But again, I would be shocked because I would think Hamilton is one of your good neighborhoods, that everywhere is good, like I could live anywhere. And I know you have your good and bad in everywhere, right? Every city. Well, got you hold good. on, brother. Hold on. Where are you from exactly? Well, where my I grew up in Scarborough. I'm from Scar, so I'm Scarborough, right? I'm a Scarberian. That's so. Listeners, he's asking me where I'm from. I'm from Scarborough. Grew up in Scarborough, Toronto, Ontario. But my background's Jamaican and Saint Lucian. All right, man. Let me tell you something about Hamilton. The sure. thing is, people don't really know like the proper way about Hamilton. So Hamilton is about, I would say, sixty-five percent Scarborough. All right, sure. and then. And then you have the rest that's about 35% uh, Grimsby and Castor. You know what I'm saying? You got the people that are from great families that have money. They're good. They live in big-ass houses. But then you have the rest. You go down the mountain, man, it's, it's not like what people think. Hamilton is is crazy now, especially now, man. It's getting worse and worse and worse. I'm actually trying to find a way out. I'm trying to get out right now. <laughs> I don't want to be here. Man. I got two kids, man, you know? I know what you mean. I know what you mean, brother. But like you said, too, if you, you know, if you blew today, right, you'd be out of here like, bro, you ain't thinking, no, I'm not staying here. I'm I'm going right. Should rappers have that mindset? Like, let's say if young ones are coming up right now, they want to be a rapper, but they're saying, no, 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 bro, I'll stop you right there. Can't move out of where my mom's is. Can't move out of where dad's is. Pops is. Can't leave my brethren's. I would say uh, as soon as you get on, take your mom, take your dad, take your cousins, take whoever you can with you, buy a nice-ass house in a nice neighborhood, take your boys with you, with the rest, you look behind, and continue to accelerate yourself. Mm -hmm. don't, let the hood, don't let the hood take you under. Like MC8 said, man, the hood took me under. You don't want that to happen to you, man. No, 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 of course not. Nobody wants that to happen. Like, you all want, like, okay, we're all getting older. I mean, I don't know how old you are. I'm 34 right but i feel I'm 32, I'm 32, bro. okay so you and i grew up around we're almost the same age right you exactly, remember exactly. You know, we, we remember our childhoods back in the days right you know we had to listen to our parents right they told us come in at a certain
certain time, we got to come in. I mean, I know for me, when my mom said, you come in, you come in, period. You know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I, I had my rebellious times, but I'm just saying that you want to grow more. You want to evolve more. You want to be a different person. So if there are people, and let's say there are listeners listening and rappers, you know, or anyone listening right now, listen, I mean, growth, you don't want to look back and say like, you know, you know, we're 50, for example. Damn, I really wish I would have moved out of Toronto or really wish I would have moved out of Hamilton. Damn. You know, you don't want to be left with that regret, right, Killer King Furious? Yeah, for sure, man. I know what you mean, like, oh, he left, he left. It's like, you know what, there's big, bigger fish to fire, man. I have a family to raise, you know, and I got millions to make, so that's what will be my mentality, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and sometimes you don't look back, and that's okay not to look back, right? Exactly, man, because you know what, like... Okay, so you get booked with something, and then the boy turns on you, and then he's your, he was your Kobe, but now he's now he's gone, and it's like, what the hell, man? So like, you trust people, and then they burn you, man. I don't trust nobody anymore. So if I made it, I'll make it. Yeah, I'll rep my hood. Everybody from my hood be like, oh shit, yeah, he he used to run around here, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sacrifice everything I work hard for because cause of my hood. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You trying to make it out, man. That's the goal. Not, not to stay there. When you stay there, you're just eventually going to get get popped, man. You know, it's bad now. You see how it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we got to grow. We got to evolve. Do you talk about that a lot in your singles? Let's talk about your singles. You did mention your single earlier that recently dropped, like the style. Do we more like to talk about what we're talking about, evolving, growing? Or do we like to talk what everybody else is talking about? The sex, the drugs, the threesomes, we getting all in. What do we like <laughs> to talk about? No, no, I just basically, uh, you remember uh, Nas when he was on live at the barbecue, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so the way I like to attack every track is like that. Like, I have something to prove to the whole world that that I think I'm the man, I'm the best, I could crush these bars, and that's every everything I do every time I make a track, I do that. So wh- whatever I'm dealing with, like, okay, where well, I'm from here, I'm from Hamilton, Ontario, 350 Green Hill is my area. I have my people, we, we did some stuff, I talk about that. I got kids, man, I got a family trying to build, I talk about all that. You know, uh, you know, maybe I should incorporate more trying to get out. I never made a song like, oh, we'll try and get out or whatever, but... You know, uh, basically, I just I'm talking about what I what I have been through before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our inspirations, like you said, Nas. Who else? Who else are inspirations from the '90s? Because you love the '90s flow, hip hop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love uh, the '90s. So I love Nas, Cool G, Rap, uh, MC Shane. I love KRS. I love Big Daddy King, Rock Him. I love Bone Thugs, CNN, Capone Noriega, you got Mob Deep, you got Ice Cube, you got Mac 10, you got Snoop, you got Dre, you got Eminem, you got Pac, you got Big, you got Black Moon, you got uh, Lost Boys, Buster Rhymes, uh, man, it's going on forever, man, you know, I can just keep going. Yeah, you got our heavy D. How can we get for you? Know you and I. Yeah, well, I was, you know, last time I forgot heavy D. My bad, a heavy D. Yeah. <laughs> got nothing but love for you, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Heavy D. I know, but you know what? What do you say to people? Because they insult people like heavy D, thinking, 
who's this? Like, you know, some oh, of the young bro, people that's say, crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, like, okay, listeners that don't know, I love Heavy D. And when he had passed away, which was nine years ago last month, almost 10 years next year, I yeah. love Heavy D. So when I hear, what do you say when people throw jabs at some of these pioneers saying, well, I don't know, or his style sucks, sucks. I'm better than him. Yo, then you think, like, where did your style come from, young man? <laughs> your, style, your style came from that man. He was creating melodies. I got love for you, baby. So it's like he made that shit. People, you know, on the radio, all these songs, they all mostly came from him. He created that vibe, man, and they have to pay homage to that. Or else they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for those that love the dance hall, too, who do you think started all that mixing hip-hop with dance hall? Come on, Heavy D started all that. Don't tell me Heavy D didn't start. Heavy D started. He <laughs> opened up his mind. Remember, Heavy D was a Jamaican background. Remember? Remember, listeners? Come on, for all those that know their hip-hop. If you don't know your hip-hop, then you know what? Do us a favor. Don't talk to us. Because... If you're going to insult somebody like Heavy D, are you going to insult the Lost Boys, Renee? Are you going to insult Nas? Are you going to insult some of these rich hip-hop pioneers? Mob Deep, R.I.P. to Prodigy. I heard they're putting something, a Prodigy project, a post Prodigy project. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, what do you think about that? I'm glad, man. I want to hear more Prodigy, man. P was the man. He came came with those bars, man, that, that, that struck me. Those, all his bars inspired me, man. He was one of my, you know, go-tos for, for structures of your bars, man. You know, you just hear him and you just close your eyes and like, yep, there you go. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. What do you say to people that might say, yeah, Prodigy, uh, they weren't really business people, mob deep. Okay, listeners, and I get the argument that you might, but you can't argue they had some bars, right? They had bars, but they came fresh out of the hood, and there was no uh, pre-laid, like, um, what's it called? A structure for them to follow through. Like, now these rappers, they, they have, if they have bars, you know, whatever, uh, if they get on, they have, uh, you know, a path to follow. At that time, nobody had made it through to, like, do multi-million dollar deals with this and that and expand, you know what I mean? They they were still in the hood, just spending bars, getting mad money, didn't know what to do with it, so buying mansions and chains, you know what I'm saying? So it's so different. But now, like, if, if he was still here, he'd be carrying it on, you know, making different choices, right? So it's, like, so totally different, man. If you grew up in the 90s and you grew up now, you have so many blueprints to look back on, like, where you could follow. When in the 90s, you just blew up. You're like, damn, I got millions. Like, I'm from the hood. What the fuck, you know? People don't know, man. Yeah, that's true. You can be as raw listeners on this podcast. You can be as raw as you want, right? Because this is real hip-hop. And um, for listeners that are listening and Killer King theories, you know. You don't get these type of discussions. You know what I'm saying? So this is the first time that Killer King Furious has been on this type of, you know what I'm saying, platform where you really get to express hip-hop. You know, you really get to talk about it. Am I right or am I wrong? No, man, you're right. People don't even understand, man. They got to hear, they got to listen, they got to understand, man, so they can know what's going on. Because a lot of things people are not saying, man, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not saying, but let's let's talk about today's rappers. Are there any of today's rappers that you are inspired by? Because I know you and I have talked. You said after 2004, nah, it hasn't been the same. And I admit, you and I, again, are almost the same age. 2004, I was 18. I missed some of the early 2000s and 90s hip-hop. But what do you think the difference is today, again, where... People might get ignorant and say music is just music. What are your guys' problems? Yeah, total, everything is totally different, man. So back then it was about the passion, about uh, the poetry, about the, the way you rode on the bars, like the way you were riding the bars, man. Now it's just like sync, dumb shit every time. Like, yo, know, I listened to one of your interviews, man. You were talking about uh, Jack Harlow, yeah. for example. Yeah. Yo, yo, I actually like Jack Harlow, and I think that um, there's a hundred million other rappers that are worse than Jack Harlow, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like actually, I listen to a new, I listen to a couple new rappers, man, that inspire me because my style is, okay, yo, me and you are old hip hop heads, right? Right. So if I'm making music, yo, listen, there's no no rapper that's making the music like we love that is like rich today. So I know that okay, I do it for the music, but at the same time, like. I don't want to, you know, I work in a steel factory, man. I ain't trying to do that shit forever, right? <laughs> so, you you have to make small little sacrifices. So, if you got to dumb it down 5%, you got to dumb it down 5%. So, like, you study what the new school listen to. Jack Harlow, he, he's a white dude, okay? Whatever color doesn't even really matter, but he's, he's white and he's killing it. Like, you're getting money. DJ Drama signed him. Uh, yo, he's he's got bars compared to these other rappers. So I hear that shit. And I'm like, all right, that that's how that's how they're feeling it. Okay, I mix a little bit of this with a little bit of that, the little old school essence, the way I attack the bars of live at the barbecue, and that's how I make a track, man. Not just Jack Harlow, for example. Like, there's a couple other dudes like that are new that that do their thing. That I like, you know, you gotta listen to to what's going on now. You can't just be trapping the nineties, man. Or else I'll be some fifty year old rapper making CDs and no one's gonna care, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You gotta have some a little bit of commercial appeal, which which bothers me because I'm the total opposite of that, man. I'm the total underground dude. But in order to make a living off this music, you gotta make a little sacrifices. Then once you're through, once you're through the door, where the oh shit you blew up, then you have control of what you want to do. Then you can take your shit 100% boom, bap, rap, and whatever it is. Anybody doesn't like it, they can bounce, but you're established. So sometimes, man, when you want to make a living off this, you can't just can't just make that shit like it's, it's Onyx 95. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's not really going to work, man. Mm-hmm. And like you said too, we gotta pay pi- We gotta pay respect to the pioneers as well, and the people who are in the game too. So, listeners, exactly, it doesn't right? make sense. And I get, okay, yes, hip hop's not the same, okay. We still got to pay love. Like, I love Jack Harlow, and I'm very, I don't care. It's not about him being white. I don't even think people really even care about that. The man can can rap, and Killa King Furious and I know the man can rap. I I listened to it. I, I listened to his album, and the other day we did album review with King David, but we broke down the whole album. And you know what? Killer King Theories, I felt the album was amazing. I felt, I gave it a 9 out of 10. I feel Jack Harlow was 
vulnerable in his music. Like, I've never seen a rapper just get that vulnerable, being open. I, you know, at such a young age, too, 22, I don't find most rappers being that vulnerable where they can let out, shoot, I've been burned, yeah. I've been, you know, so what? I get depressed, you know what I'm saying? It's, what do you feel when a rapper gets that vulnerable about, because you know, today's trends, man, I ain't got time for that. I want to go up in the club. I want to smoke some spliffs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. That's why he's different than everybody else, man. That's why DJ Drama picked him up, because I heard his shit before DJ Drama snatched him up. He he was a dope-ass rapper, man, straight up. And and I was like, oh, shit, yo, Jack, how dope as hell, what the fuck? All of a sudden, yeah, okay, he got with DJ Drama, and he made this commercial track with all those dudes on it, but it's like, he could rap, man. He could rap, he could rap. Doesn't matter what beat it is, doesn't matter what message it is, your flow, your status, swag, man. You know, you can kill it in your own way. And he did every single track he does, man. So I got nothing but love for Jack Harlow, man. Mm-hmm. We got nothing but love for Jack Harlow. As heavy D. <laughs> oh, <say>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Okay, but are you inspired like today's hip-hop? Are you inspired by Drake, Lil Baby, and DaBaby? Are they not your type of style? Because we talked about the 90s. I know 2000s, for example, you probably would be inspired, like, you know, by your 50 cents, your jaw rules. Would that be fair to say or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, I'd be chilling at Avondale, flipping them things, and then all of a sudden, these dudes are listening to this track, and he gives me his disc man headphones, and he's like, 50 cents. I said, all right, that's good. And I said, listen to this. And it's Jizza, Liquid Swords. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> he's like, what's this? I'm like, man, that's, that's the real shit, bro. So back then, I was pure Wu-Tang, right? Mm -hmm. So I did my whole knowledge to every single album Wu-Tang ever put out, every artist, every affiliation. That's where my basic, my, my style came from. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the 2000, now I would appreciate 50 Cent. Like, what I was pushing away back then, I would beg for it now because now shit is like, I hate it. But you gotta do what you gotta do, right? I understand. Mm -hmm. But get with your guy trying. I was like, man, I'm listening to Liquid Swords, man. I'm listening to Raycoin, only built for Cuban links. Mm -hmm. But if I can go, you know, go back, it's like, of course, 50 Cent, but Get Rich or Die Trying was an amazing album. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. By the way, listeners, oh, that was my time. You know, that was mine and his time. I was like 17 when 50 Cent dropped his first <laughs> album. Yeah. 17. But people fail to realize, um, Killer King theories, that 50 Cent has even been around before that. He started in the late 90s. Now, oh, I know. Yeah, I know. But you see, a lot of people would know that. They would say, they'd say, oh, what do you call it? He ain't nothing. He, he hasn't worked hard. What do you call it? You only know that we, he got shot. 50 Cent really works hard, listeners. That man he, works hard. He was trying to make it real hard, man. And power of a dollar. That yeah. one track that he had, man, wrap him up like a turban. I was like, damn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it made <laughs> That was the song of a like, whole oh, shit, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it took him four years, like 1999 to 2000, and oh, almost three to four years. And then, okay, people would say, well, he made his career off of smashing jaw rule but again listeners I, it's not a one way a lot of people the media painted as a one way you know jaw rule was coming after him too so tit for tat right 
Yeah, and Jabu made crazy hits, man. So it's like they they, they both killed it. So mm -hmm. nothing bad to say about that, man. But 57 been trying to get on for a minute, then he did, and then he went after Jabu. So mm -hmm. you know, and then obviously that helped, but still Jabu made crazy tracks, man. Yeah. They, they, yo, they do verses between those two, that'll be crazy. Cause you see the Jeezy and Gucci one, man. Oh they could do that goodness. between them. You know what? I I just I think the other day Ja Rule was teasing and hinting 50 Cent. If they did a versus battle between Ja Rule and 50 Cent, do you know how crazy the internet would go? Yeah, and I can tell you Ja Rule win, man. That guy made hits, man. Ja Rule made hits, man. Oh, you never know. Hey, because, okay, let's take us back to 2003. You remember when 50 Cent was coming after all the men. He killed Ja Rule's career. He killed Murdering's career. He killed yeah. Ashanti's reputation. Man, I'm yeah. telling you, it's like 50 Cent just spit them all out. And it's just, do you think a Murder, Inc. comeback... Like, I loved Murder, Inc., by the way. Do you think a Murder, Inc. comeback is ever possible? But their reputation was just really bad. I think so, man. You see how Shanti looks, bro? I think so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Shanti. I, I love... Uh, well, okay. I Personality-wise, I, I don't love all her music. But, and sorry, Ashanti, for the COVID. She had COVID-19, and she had to cancel her versus battle with Keisha Cole. So that will be, what do you call it, be done, I believe, early January. Hopefully she yeah, feels yeah. better. But Ashanti wasn't really my favorite. But I'm just going to, like, as we're talking, right? I'm seeing, yeah. like, the rich hip-hop. You're right. You kind of want those days back. And me, I want those days back. But again, like, for you, okay. So we had in the 2000s, we had our 50 cents. We had our jaw rule. And then, what do you call it? Okay, late 2009, we had Drake. So who'd you like around the 2010s? Was it Drake? Was it Kendrick? Was it J. Cole or no? It was all of them, man. Mm -hmm. For sure. Okay. And ASAP, ASAP Rocky too. I gotta say something. So ASAP sure. Rocky's first uh, the album, Long Live ASAP. Yo, that was just. I listened to the whole thing. I was like, oh my god, they're making hip hop like I like again. I'm just like, oh my god. So I got real excited about that, man. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you really love ASAP Rocky too. Do you think there's a possibility he can come back? Well, now that he's dating Rihanna again, do you think there is a possibility that ASAP Rocky's still relevant? I hope so, man. Like, when I look, you know, you know what I think about now? I feel like the fact that if they're relevant or not, it doesn't matter. If they're relevant to me, that's all that matters, man. If they're relevant to each person who listens to them nowadays, man, what's relevant is not really what's relevant, man. It's what's relevant to the uh, commercialized, straight commercialized people, man. Mm -hmm. So what's relevant to me is about J. Cole, the DMX, you know what I'm saying? Like, J Jay-Z, Jadakiss, like, that's relevant to me, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So today's rappers, as influ, I asked you earlier, do you like the Roddy Riches, the DaBabies, the Lil Babies, or not your cup of tea? No, like, I respect what they're doing, and uh, a couple tracks I like that you give me the new school inspiration. Like I said before, you know, you can't you can't just keep making old school boom bag rap. You gotta combine it with something else so that the both demographics can pay attention, right? So, you know, they're, they're hot right now, so you study what they do, you do your own thing mixed with that, and you try to, try to capture both demographics, you know, the old heads and the new heads, man. 
Mm-hmm. The old heads and the new heads, right? Which ones would you work with today? I know you'd like you like Jack Harlow, but if you got the opportunity to, and brother, if you think the conversation is done, it's not done yet. You've been told to. You've gotten some tips by some people in the game. Do you want to share that in a bit? But first, to my question, who would you work with if you got that opportunity to? Yeah, yeah. So honestly, yo, Ghostface is one of my favorites, man. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, yo, he said to me, he said, yo, I heard your joint because I, I, yo, I made a track stacks on deck. And I shout out Ghostface, and he said, yo, King. He's like, I love that shout out, man. Sounds legit. And he sent that in my DM, man. And then uh, got Sheik Luch, and he's like, man, I heard your shit too, and you're doing your thing. I appreciate, you know, your respect for the old school culture. So I honestly, even my deep uh, havoc, he was telling me you know, he'll make me a beat for real, real, real cheap, but a G, because he respects the style what I have. So yeah, I would love to make tracks with all those people, man, from the '90s. New school dudes for sure, man, because you know people, you know, more hits, right? You got to get the money, but at the same time, like what would mean more to me is like these these old heads collaborating with me, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you would make what do you call? So would you work with Roddy Rich, the baby Drake, or you would put them on the back? Because to me, I sense, brother, you have to feel that connection too. You're not into just you know saying, oh, it's the baby, it's Roddy Rich, okay. <laughs> No, 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 see, yo, that's where you're wrong, man. Remember Live at the Barbecue, right? Yeah, yes. And they signed Nas up, and they're like, oh, this dude is good. Let's let's let him spit. So my mentality will be that. The same mentality I've been having since I started rapping, man. Okay, the baby's like, yo, okay, let's do a track. I said, all right. And then he gives me the beat, and I, like, just destroy it. Like Nas did on that main source beat, man. And whoever it is, for whatever reason, all I'm trying to do is make the world know that I can spit. Who cares what it is with the baby, little baby, Drake, you know? Drake would be great, man, because I'm so close to, like, Toronto, man. We're, like, he put on for all of us. So I feel like, but, uh, like, it would just be, like, a chance for me to do live at the barbecue 2020, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If any of those rappers were listening right now to this podcast or any of their publicists or their friends, what would you tell them? I would say, get at me, let's make a song. I'm trying to resurrect the old school hip-hop mixed with the new school hip-hop. I got nothing but love for everybody's skills, and I'm trying to blow up. And I got talent, so let me do a track so I can live at the barbecue. (laughs) But you said Fat Joe you've got the opportunity to talk to, too, right? It goes deeper, brother. Like, you didn't just, you were just listening. There's a few of them, man. And and honestly, Redman is the coolest one, man. Mm -hmm. Redman, man, I, I talked to him. For, for for a while, man. Yo, he was like basically like whenever I would message him in the DM, he would just respond every single time. Cause yo, I sent a message to him. I said, yo, listen, you're one of my main inspirations, and uh, it would just mean the world to me. You listen to my tracks, bro. Nothing else. That's it. Just let me know what you think. That's all. And he's like, yo, he's like, yo, I fuck so. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. I'm like, he said he fucks with that. I was like, man, that's crazy. I was like, yo. And he's like, yo, listen, I got some things. If you're interested, it's a promo thing. I said, bro, I'm trying to get through what I'm trying to get through. And I'm trying to flip my house, whatever. I've got funds for that. He's like, all right, that's cool, man. I appreciate it. And then I said, yo, if I, if I drop in the joint, I can tag you in it and you'll, you'll check it out. He's like, yeah, for sure, man. You, we'll talk now. It's all good, man. I appreciate your type of hip hop, man. You're keeping it alive. And I was like, oh, shit, man. That's like Redman, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so 
So I dropped my joint, I tagged him, and I said, yo, Red, I tagged you in my joint. He said, all right, man, check it out right now. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, shit, man. He said, yo, you got that crazy flow, man. Keep it up, man. And I was like, yo, I appreciate that. And he's like, yeah. And I said, yo, can you let Ghostface, can you let Ghostface here? Because I shot a Ghostface. Yeah, I'll try, but no guarantees. <laughs> <laughs> so how was it like with Fat Joe? How was it like with him? Because I think you said it was, how was it with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me let me try to read it for you. Cause honestly, he was a cool dude too, man. He was giving me advice, man. Sure. It wasn't all about it wasn't about money like that. Like people think, oh, you know, they just want the money, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I sent him, I sent him the same message, man. Listen to my stuff. That's all. Peace, Joe. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, uh, he's like, yo, he's like, I checked your page. No disrespect, but your numbers showing ain't getting heard what it should be, bro. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, thanks, man. You know, I appreciate it. He's like, what are you doing to push your music? He's like, you should have more music posts, less of the other. Because I had, like, pictures of my family and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And he's saying, basically, you got to have a music page where it's just like, you got to try to, like, pure music, just pump it out, right? He's like, you got to be in ratio. And I said, all right, man, all right, I did it all. You know, I figured it out. I switched it up. He said, all right, man. He's like, hit me when you're in the good. And I said, all right, man. <laughs> and, then, and I was like, yo, I heard your podcast. is dope because I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad. Like, I love Fat Joe. And that's another one who's not respected in the game much. What do you say about that? It's not that a lot. It's not that people hate him, but it's just he's still not getting the credit that he should be. What do you say to those listeners that say, I am interested in Fat Joe? Man, I think that's crazy, because, yo, listen to Flow Joe, all right? First of all, listen to Flow Joe. Then I was saying, where do you think Big Pun came from? And then, like, even on Big Pun's, uh, Big Pun's Capital Punishment, I don't know what's happening here, but, uh, Fat Joe, man, he kills him, man. He's a terror squad leader, you know? He's a leader, and he just kills him like a leader. The way you were asking, I mean, myself, too, man, like, back then, just trying to, like, every track you attack it, like, you're trying to just market the best you can. You know, rappers nowadays, they just spit the same bullshit like it's another track, another check, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they say, what if they say to you, well, bro, it's business. I got to do it because if I don't, I'm going to get dropped. Well, I say whatever, man. You got to do what you got to do. I don't really judge anybody. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yo, you get the money, you got to do it. You got a family, you got to get the money. That's fine, man. I don't really care. But at the same time, like... It's like, it's easy for me to say that because I'm, I'm sitting at a spot where it's like, I don't have no executive people saying, no, you got to say this, you got to say that, or else we're going to drop you and get millions of dollars. So it's like, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. But if it was me having to do what I have to do, I'll spend bars no matter what. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So do you think it's better to be an independent artist or do you think it's better to be under a team? I think it's, uh, nowadays, better to be independent, man. You, you build up a buzz for yourself, make yourself the one they want to sign, and then you don't sign, and then you do it yourself, you get, you know, all that money yourself. You don't have to split it up with anybody. But at the same time, when you're coming from a place where you're poor and there's a real hard life and you got to work every day and it's like, you know, they're like, yo, I got $5 million for you right now. So, of course, it's, it's easy to get sucked into that too, man. So... I mean, I'd probably do that too, man, just to get out. Get a couple albums, get out the contract, and then go independent, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you, what did you think about Lil Wayne selling as masters? What are your thoughts? Do, the, do you think rappers should own their own masters, or do you think they should sell them? I mean, I think, like, you should own your own masters if, if like, you want that long-term longevity, though, that long money, 
But at the same time, I think Lil Wayne just like, man, fuck it. Just cut me a check. I'm good. That I'm going to live my life good. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to, you know, it doesn't really matter. He got a lot of money for it anyway, so, right? But anything more you have to add to that, or? No, I think, I think he, he made a good decision. It just depends on the person, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really do. What do you if think? You want, you, what do you, you want to keep squeezing money out of the executives, or you just want to just get the payout, don't deal with it no more, and just live your life. So, like, you got enough money, he's happy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what do you think about Kanye West, though, saying every artist should own their own masters? Because you know Kanye's fighting that. And, I mean, is it possible? I ask this, listeners, and I know I've asked this often, but it's good to hear different people's perspective. But do you think it's possible to own your own masters today, being an independent artist, or do you think, nah? I think it's possible only if you make yourself the most craziest artist ever that everyone wants to sign, and you have multiple offers, and you are in a position where you can be like, listen, I'll sign to your, your record label, but I own my masters. If you make yourself like a crazy rapper all on your own, like a whole independent, like giant structure that they want to like be a part of, then you have the upper hand. But if, if you're just one of these rappers that, you know, even me, like, you know, if, if I just made a one hit track and people are like, oh shit, and then like, I have one record label, you know, I'll probably sign with them just to get the money. So it's real hard to own your own masters unless you are a crazy creative musical genius, you know what I mean? That that has money to live while they're hustling and trying to get on. Like a lot of people don't, so it's kinda hard. So I probably they wouldn't they wouldn't, you know, hold their own masters. They would sell them just to get, you know, get a record deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's probably hard, too, now, because there's... Actually, I wouldn't say it's hard. A lot of people now are starting to study the business and know the business, right? So do you think in the future, maybe, uh, let's say in 2030, do you think most rappers will own their own masters, or you still say it's back to what you said? No, I think it'll be part of the contract a little bit. I think it'll be a percentage of the masters. I think Nipsey has will help with a lot of that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you see, listeners, again, we talked about contracts before. You got to make sure you know what you're doing. If you want to get in this game, you got to make sure you know what you're doing. And you got to make sure if you don't understand something, just ask. You know what I'm saying, Killer King Furious? Yeah, for sure. That's why YG, right? YG had... Uh, Nipsey had like big brother teaching him everything, man. Or else he he was hot. He probably would have got taken advantage of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what do you say to Kanye West's statement where he feels some of these artists have been raped? They've been raped in their contract. They've been raped. Like basically, they've been taken advantage of. They've been BSed around. What do you say to that? Yeah, well, that's how the business is, man. It's a dirty business. You get out of the street, then you're dealing with some other type of street business, man, you know? So you got to surround yourself with smart people, business-minded people that can help elevate you. If you don't, you know, surround yourself by those people, they'll just drag you down and make you, make you know, you surround yourself with people that are stupid and they, their input will make you make poor decisions, you know what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you ever think of, have you ever been offered, or would you ever sign with the label? Let's say if you got a call, Killer King Furious. Hi, I'm Donovan LaCroxy. I was wondering, I want to sign you. Well, I'm just pretending I'm another Donovan LaCroxy. The Donovan <laughs> LaCroxy does the label. Sorry, does the show here. But let's say if I'm a label manager and I say, I want to sign you. But there's a couple of things. You gotta, you kind of gotta change the style of your flow, and I want the name dropped to Furious. What would you say to that, or would you say, nah, keep it? Wow, man, that's a crazy question. So, what would he not drop my name to be? Furious, maybe Furious, because okay, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with your name, but you know some of these record labels, they're picky about your image. Oh, well, if you call yourself Killer King Furious, you know, why not just call yourself Furious? I'm just pretending I'm the record label. Don't take me on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just getting the facts straight, bro. So, uh, okay, if you offer me that, I would say, listen, I do a, a two-album deal with you under the name Furious, and I rap how you want me to rap, except I'll squeeze in a couple joints, you know, about 30%. Of, of this of the album of what I'm trying to do, and then they'll hit me back. Who knows? Would, would you would you accept that, Donovan LaCroix? <laughs> I know. I, would I accept that? Do you see? And that's where the problem is. You see, these labels, some of them are greedy. No, I'm not accepting. I want all the percentages to me, and I want to use you like a Stepford. What do you call it, wife or a Stepford? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to use oh, you as a project, just to make money. Yeah, nope, you'd say nope, eh? I don't know, man. Depends, because, you know, I got kids, man. I got a, a, you know, a wife and a hard life. You know, not a hard life, but, like, I work all hard every day. So if if we could just escape that for just a sacrifice that I have to do, then maybe I'll do it, man. And people could call it selling out, but, you know, it's like when you have a family, man, your family becomes your number one. Who cares about your image? Who cares about selling out, man? You have your family. You have your kids. You have your wife. You have your life. And so I feel like that's the most, so if I could elevate everything just by making these sacrifices, then, then I think I would do it, man. Which, which is like, growing up, like, what the fuck, you know, I think, man, but once you're older, you, you know, start to understand what's really important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And let's say Donovan LaCroxy wanted to give you a small percentage, saying, okay, for the first two albums, I'll give you 5%. And then if you really are big, I'll give you 20%. Would you agree to that? Yeah, because I would just really, really try to make it really big so that we could captivate it off it. And it's like, I'm doing what I love still, so it doesn't really matter. And then once I can find a way to get out that contract, then I'll be on your ass, Donovan LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want him on my ass. Okay, listeners. <laughs> okay, listeners. You know, I this guy looks like, too, nice guy, but I can tell, don't play with this guy because he will mess you up. <laughs> No, not anymore, man. I'm definitely not. <laughs> no, but you're, okay, you're a cool guy. What, what I mean is you don't take crap from people is what I'm saying. So there's a difference. Yeah, yeah. What, no, what if people right. are mistaken that for aggressiveness? Because, you know, a lot of people mistaken, they think rappers are very aggressive. What are your thoughts, too? Or they're afraid of rappers, too. You know, what are you looking at, man? What are you looking at? Not all rappers are like that. But there are some rappers where you do feel intimidated by. How is your response to that? Yeah, of course. Of 
course, because rappers uh, make music from their surroundings that are usually negative. They come from a bad upbringing usually, and you know they're in bad neighborhoods. So all that adds together to be just like a real gangster jeep running around rapping, and he just doesn't take shit from nobody. So I mean, yeah, you're right. That's how usually they are, you know. But uh, when they get a little older, they humble up. Before, man, I used to be man, I'm the fucking best. I'm the best fucking rapper in my whole city. Anybody got a problem, they come step to me, get my phone number, and like, whatever. That's how I was. Now I have kids, man, now I'm like, whatever. He thinks he's the best. Okay, that he's the best. I don't really care no more, man, you know? Mm -hmm. Would you ever do, let's say, if somebody dissed you and your family on a diss track, would you come after them or would you leave them alone? And I've asked this question a lot, but let's say, okay, we talked about Young Thug the other day when we did, let's say Young Thug came at you at a diss track, right? Would you come after Young Thug or would you just let him be? Because some rappers, I don't want rappers clapping at every and everything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but Young Thug is not a little thing to deal with. He's a major thing in the music industry right now, so you damn right I'll smoke his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, Young Thug... I'll take, I'll take that opportunity to smoke him, man. <laughs> if it was like anybody, like a little rapper trying to, you know, like trying to make something off my own name and stuff, whatever, I won't acknowledge that. But obviously if it's a big rapper where I can get some, uh, some shine from it, of course I would. Mm -hmm. What if Young Thug said, yeah, man, this guy's a pussy, man. He's just coming out here, man, thinking he could be all that. He ain't shit. How would you respond to that? I would say, man, you, just, you ruined rap. What else you got to say about that? <laughs> <laughs> but is Young Thug, okay, but is Young Thug a rapper? Some people don't think he's a rapper. And you and I have talked about this, and this is where the conversation will even get hotter. Okay, yeah, yeah. do you think hip-hop is ready for a gay rapper or a bisexual rapper? And I said it, listeners, so I don't want anyone, you know, emailing me or saying, oh, you guys are homophobic or making fun of the LGBTQ community. No, but let's, you know, let's ask this question to a rapper. Is hip-hop ready for a gay or bisexual man in hip-hop? And there's a lot of them in the closet. I just believe some of them are too scared to come out because they realize, well, if I come out, I will lose everything and people will hate me, so I gotta be closeted about it. Okay, let's talk. You know, some of the hip-hop dudes in dresses, nail polish. Yeah, exactly. I feel like if they're ready for it, they're ready for it now, man. They warmed it up for them. They they paved the way for them. You know, if they're if there's a gay rapper that comes out, I'm gay as hell. It's like, well, I ain't even surprised anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even surprised. <laughs> no, like you know, they make the music with good music, good music. I don't care if it's a woman, a man, a black woman, a black man, a Chinese person, a gay person. I don't really care who it is nowadays.
There you go. <laughs> okay, so listeners, I just want to set the record straight. He was giving an example. He didn't say he's gay as hell. I just want to clarify. Well, I, know. Him, okay? <laughs> I got a wife and kids. Bro. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, your wife said, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell, man? I know. How did I not see this? How did I not know? But no, okay. And not to make light of this. There could be a rapper, and like we said, and I mean, to me, to be honest, if Young Thug, um, we're not teasing Young Thug, but can't you think by his style, people might assume, you know, a man in a dress, a man, you know, who gave a ring to Lil Durk as a friendship ring. Oh, yeah, we all remember that. Don't you think people could assume Young Thug is gay? Yeah, for sure they could, man. The actions that he's he displayed portrays homosexualness, <laughs> homosexuality. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's a you know what I'm saying, man? Like for real. But you know, you can't. That's obviously what he's trying to do, trying to get uh, attention, right? So, yeah. but what if Young Thug says, you know, to his fans one day, "I was just doing this to get you all to talk. I'm not gay. I'm straight as hell." How would you respond as a rapper? I was just like, man, that's crazy. Like, what's that KRS song, man? What a gimmick. A <laughs> gimmick. What? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. <laughs> man, that's the, the, the craziest version of that, man. You know what I mean? That's like, you went to the end of beyond for that. I, okay, you no. portrayed yourself as gay to just to make something different, though. I know, and to blow up. To blow up for millions. But you know what? I wouldn't go yeah. that route if I was a rock. I just wouldn't go that route. I just wouldn't go that Because I don't want people talking every day and say, is he, is he not? Okay, look at Lil. I know people say, well, Donovan, guys, what about Lil Nas X? Is he really even hip-hop? What's your thoughts to that? Is he even hip-hop? I mean, to me, I sense he's pop. Yeah, no, he's pop. And what's crazy is that Nas made a song with him. I thought, man, what the hell are you doing, man? You know, what are you doing? Just because he's a little Nas X, he made a song called Rodeo, I think. I didn't even ever listen to it, but still, I just, he's one of my favorites, man. Nas, top five, 100%. And, you know, I'm just like, what the fuck, man? I don't understand. <laughs> Why did you make a song with this guy? Well, and listeners again, that's Nas, not Lil Nas X is his favorite. I'm stepping in for you again because you know these listeners, they twist every little single thing they hear. And then next thing you know, oh, it's like that. No, it's not like that, listeners. We joke, we have a good time. We say, I don't know, like, I'll be frank with you. I just still think there is homophobia in hip hop still. I don't, I think it's coming there, but for, okay, for example, this listeners again, I've asked this, but what if one day Meek Mill or Drake, this could be different. Young Thug, it's like, we weren't surprised. But what if one day Meek Mill or Drake, I'm not saying they are, just say, you know what? I had a thing with a dude. I'm gay. Do you think their career would be done? I think they built themselves up so much that it would never be done. I feel maybe we have strength, but it wouldn't be done. I feel like if Drake said he was gay, it's like nowadays we're in a world where, you know, you could be gay, you be straight, you still are a genius. So I feel like if he said he was gay, it doesn't really make an impact on my life. So I feel like whatever, man, the dude is gay. 
doesn't matter because his songs is dope as hell. He knows how to make make the record. So it's like even Meek Mill. Actually, Meek Mill is like I don't really care for Meek Mill that much. He's okay. Nothing special. But if he's gay, he's gay. I don't really care. But that's just me. So I can say that I bet he probably needs half his fan base. Half his fan base. Well, I thought he's a real street dude. What the heck? Can he be gay? You know, and then they would be like, what the fuck? He's a, you know, he talk shit and say he's like this, he's like that. They would switch sides. But for me, you know, like I said, man, I'm mature now. Mm-hmm. I look at things differently and I, I, it wouldn't matter to me, man. It's all about the music. Yeah, yeah. And again, listeners, it should be about the music. It shouldn't be. I don't know if hip-hop's ready for that yet. And if Drake and Meek Mill ever came out, I don't... It would hurt their new stuff, but they're all their old stuff. People would, you know what I'm saying, still love. So, yeah. I, you know, I do you think, what about Lil Nas X? Because people want to, you know, label him as a rapper. Do you think he's a one-hit wonder, or do you think he's done from coming out admitting he's gay? Because, for example, I love Mona, Mona Kenny on a Tuesday. What do you call it? He featured Drake. He came out as a gay rapper. Never heard from that's, him again. Frank Ocean. That's true. That's yeah. true, man. Good point. Good yeah. point. <laughs> Frank Ocean. What do you call it? Well, Frank Ocean got in a legal battle. And what do you call it? And then, you know, the music and then him and his record label. So he got... So I'm just saying sometimes, I think with I Love Mana Kenny. Oh, gosh. I don't think I'm pronouncing that. On a Tuesday, he came out as gay and we've never heard from him again. But he said Drake did him bad, though, too. It wasn't just because of the gay part. He said he was burned by Drake. But he's lost a lot of weight, I Love Mana Kenny. You remember that song? On a Tuesday. <laughs> I remember, but I feel like Zick, he does a lot of people dirty, man, you know? You think so? I think so. I mean, yo, I'm from Hamilton, I love Jake, man, but at the same time, I see what's going on. And if if I ever was in touch with his team and I sent him a track, I'd be kind of worried about sending him a track because I feel like he would steal it, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of, you know, stuff where he stole people's rhymes, man, and beats him. Look at Hotline Bling, man. Mm-hmm. I like you straight up jacked that whole situation. Mm-hmm. What about that? And the, what the about weekend that? too? Like he put weekend on, and then they had a disagreement. But I feel like you know mm-hmm. it was Jake. Jake is ego, man. Mm-hmm. What about the laugh now, cry later? Do you think he was bashed for that thing? He stole the NBA theme. What are your thoughts to that? Yeah, exactly. I think that uh, you can't jack rhymes, man. You can't jack beats. You can't jack swag. You got to do it on your own or else you're not respected as a real rapper. And I feel like he, to this day, as successful as he is, he's not respected as a real rapper among rappers. He's respected as a guy who sells crazy records, who gets money, he's rich as hell, makes amazing songs, but, but he ain't no rapper. <laughs> Drake, you better hope you listen to this because he's telling you the <laughs> truth. Because okay, no, man, I love Drake. I love you, bro. But at the same time, we love you. But Drake, we gotta tell you the truth, Drake. You're yeah, that's harsh reality, man. Yeah, harsh reality. But you know what? Okay, talking about Drake. If you listen to a lot of his underground stuff, man, I am telling you. Okay, you him, you and I again are almost the same age. When okay, if you listen to his underground stuff, like from two thousand seven. Oh my goodness, it is hot, hot, hot. So Drake, I do give you credit for like your underground stuff, 
but today it's more of a commercial success. But would you say Drake is the greatest rapper of all time? Do you think he's leading there? Like he could surpass Tupac, Biggie? Like I'm talking greatest rapper of all time. Oh man, that's crazy talk to me, man. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Nazi. Well, really, he's amazing in everything and what he does. He sells records, but the greatest rapper of all time, no. No. I feel like the greatest rapper is like you can't you can't narrow it down to five, but it's definitely not him. You got Tupac, you got Biggie, you got Nas, you got Jay Z, you got Wu Tang, you got like a million other rappers, man. Easy E, you got so many like crazy influences in hip hop. You can't say Drake top five, like. And you notice that I have no real anything in the top five, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we might get you to share your top five. Like, who are your top five? So it's not Lil Baby, it's not Lil Dirk, it's not Lil Nas <laughs> <laughs> no, not a little nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, who are your top five? In case the listeners say, well, who was his top five then? And I always conflict myself with this question. I can't accurately answer this question. I'll give you like something to run off of, but I ain't going to be the real top five. You got, okay, no order. There's no order. Okay. All right? All right. So you got Tupac, you got Baby. Mm-hmm. You got Wu-Tang together. Mm-hmm. You got Nas. Mm-hmm. All right, listeners, you know the deal. It cuts out, but he was giving us his top five. Okay, you always say you're stuck on that question, right? Yeah, so, okay. for sure, man, because there's so many. <laughs> okay, so, okay, do you want to recap? Okay, you said Pac. You're not going to say this, like, in order. You said Pac, no, Biggie. There's, there's no order. Okay, so Pac, Biggie, Jay-Z, right? No, 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 you got it wrong, man. So Pac... Okay, that's okay. So nowhere there's Drake, nowhere there's Lil Nas X, nowhere there's Lil Baby. Oh no, man, no. Yo, I don't think in my top 100 he'll be there, bro. <laughs> nowhere there's Lil... What about Lil Wade? What if people ask, well, what about Lil Wade? All right, all right, Lil. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So now you can rephrase the question like, who's your top five now? Okay. Then, then Lil Wade will be at the top. Okay. Okay, okay. So what about now? If listeners say, would you say Lil Wayne, Drake, the baby, Lil Baby? All right, so what I'll say in top five now is going to be in no order, okay? It's okay. Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. uh, Drake, because the dude makes amazing music and he does what he does and there's no hating. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and who else? Hmm. Yo, I'll say, I'll say the whole, uh, uh, Griselda, man. And that includes Conway and Benny the Butcher and all that, because they're just across the board for me, man, in Buffalo. Okay. All right, I like Benny the Butcher. I like Benny the Butcher. He's really cool. He got shot, though. What do you think about that? What do you call it? A lot of rappers, though, are getting shot. Is being a rapper, like, a dangerous profession, you said? Because Fivey Rain, I don't know if you know him, Big Drip. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said being a rapper could be like the most dangerous profession ever. Do you agree with that or you disagree with that? No, no, I agree. I agree. You have to run around with uh, security like almost like the president or else, you know, you're in harm's way. But I mean, it's sad because you're just trying to do what you do. 
you know? But the problem is when you wrap up glorifying violence, you invite it into your life at the same time. So you got to know what you're signing yourself up for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see what 5 o Rain says. I see it can be dangerous again. Like he said, you have the crowd around you too. And then you have people, for example, remember when Baby was in the hotel and he said, no, I can't give you an autograph. I'm with my kids right now. And you know, the hotel attendant pushed that to the point where guess what happened? Baby assaulted the hotel or somebody in the hotel. I think it was the attendant. And then, yeah. you know, got in a mess from there. And then the rappers are the one that looks bad. But sometimes if you're with your family, let's say that happens to you, you're big, you're with your daughters, you know, man, can I have an autograph? Can I have an autograph? No, I'm with my two daughters. I'm with my wife. We're just, you know, I can't do it. Oh, are you serious? Yo, just move them to the side, yo. I just want your autograph. How do you respond? Yeah, that's a tough situation. But at the same time, man, when you sign up for this type of job, you you know what you're getting into. So you can't have your kick and eat it too, man. It's like you want everybody to love you, but they love you, and then you can't push them away. So you have to say, all right, man, take the photograph, take the take the autograph, and you know you move on. You can't you can't nah 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 because like you signed up to be famous, you signed up to be a uh, entertainer, a uh, known person throughout the world. So you can't just you know shut them down at this i mean of course that shit will get annoying for sure man i can picture that it would be crazy after so many like oh my god like i'm trying to just sit with my kids and have, have dinner with us like you know you can't have both man you know mm -hmm. so then do we keep the kids inside let's say if you really get big right do we keep this kids inside and do oh you can't protect them from everything and especially if you have two girls listen if i had two daughters i'm protecting them okay one daughter you're still protecting that's like your baby but when you have two daughters man you protect yeah. both of them because you know the danger out there right no, the world is crazy, man. I mean, I have them with me. I have a lot of security, you know. I have people always watching everything. I have a strong foundation around me of people that are, you know, about us and about themselves together with us as a foundation. So I would never surround myself with people that could put my, uh, my safety in jeopardy, you know. Now, you know I, what I should have asked you? Okay, your name, in case listeners are saying, and I never asked you this, but where did you get the name Killer King Furious? In case our all-over listeners want to know. Because remember we were talking about earlier, if, you know, me as the record label person sign you, I tell you, drop that Killer King Furious. Oh, yeah. Do you want to explain how you got the name? Yeah, so basically it started as Furious. I had a really bad temper a long time ago, you know. <laughs> I was known as Furious like that, and I was Furious, man. So then I attacked the mic furiously. So I was always like, yo, I'm Furious. So that was my name. And then uh, then it became King Furious because I thought I'm the king on top of all these rappers in my city. I'm the king of all these rappers, so it was King Furious. And then I made a song called King Furious, and it's, it, the, the hook is like, what's your name, what's your name, King Furious, King Furious, Killer King Furious. And I threw that in, like, it was nothing, like, on the fly. I didn't even write it down. And then I was like, oh, shit, Killer King Furious, all together in caps, and that's it. And it was like, damn, that was it. I'm a killer, I'm a king, and I'm furious. Not like a killer, like I'll kill somebody, but, you know, <laughs> killing rappers, man, all on the bars. <laughs> but you are killing those rappers, eh? You, do, you don't play. No, I don't play. I plan to, plan to like, let everybody know. 
That's the goal, man, just to let people know that real hip-hop is still alive, and I will not be stopped. (laughs) What do you want to say to the fans that say, I don't like the name, why don't you change it? I say you're listening to something else, man. I don't care about listening to that, bro. That's my name. <laughs> <laughs> it's his name. It's his art, right? There could be still yeah. positive messages, as we said. And, okay, let's say, don't assume just because Killer King Furious, oh, no, that's the devil's work. I don't want to be a part of it. Give his music a chance, right? Yeah, exactly, man. Give me a chance. It's not like how bad it sounds. Yeah. It's just like, that's how my name gave birth to my name. Like, that's how, that's how it came about. But, you know, uh, I don't rap about horrible things. I just rap about, like, what I've been through. And it's not that bad. It is a little bad, but it's not really that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, okay. There are people who call Lil Zan. I mean, you already know what Lil Zan is. I mean, remember we were talking about Lil Zan? You know, he's yeah. naming himself off prescription pills. Yeah, that shit is crazy to me, man. That guy needs to get punched in his face, man. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> remember, remember he said he was better than Tupac, eh? Yeah, he's a retard, man. Listen, look, look. Rather be your N-I-G-G-A. You know you got, like, only God can judge me. You got a hundred million songs that that guy made. And this guy made one. Uh, how many songs? I don't even know one. I don't know one either. That's the thing. <laughs> it's gonna be like I can rap every single Tupac song like crazy, and then this guy I don't even know one song. So it's like, what do y'all say? This guy's try—he's cloud chaser, man. Mm-hmm. Cloud chaser, cloud chaser. Okay, so you know what I really wanted you to do for us, Killer King Furious. You can yeah. be as raw as you want. I want you to freestyle for us. I don't have a beat, but I know still you got a lot to say. So will we give us, you know, a little something, something to really see this name? Like, let's say if people don't believe you can rap. Can you yeah, give yeah. us a little bit of bars right now? Yeah, I could do that. All right. All right, yeah. Shit is five mics, piece of iron mic, blowing like a dynamite, strong sound attack. Yeah, the vibe is right. Oh, still city, real gritty. Oh shit, hold on, man. I'm trying to <laughs> Yo, hold on. Yo, you can delete that, right? It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. No <laughs> talk, talk, talk. Hey, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. This is a I'm podcast. trying to remember what I had, but hold on, hold on. That's okay. You can start over again. This is a podcast. Don't worry. People are not going to judge you. We have good listeners on our show. All right, man. Sounds good. I'm trying to remember. Yo, I had this whole joint mapped out in my head. Yo, I don't even write my shit down. They eh? just like Jay-Z, man. Okay. All right. Well, it's you... all in my head, you know what I'm saying? All right. If, even if you want to give us 30 seconds, it'll have to be a long bar. You got something, like, right now on your heart? Um... Hey, yo. Attack of the soul, brother. Microphone lover. If y'all hate, y'all can't rise above us. We're going to drop timeless classics. Save space and time for the finest rappers. The kid that twist girl back backwards. Y'all actors like to crew up slack backwards. 100% authentic, but I'm inventing. 100% still city representing. I'm not saying I'm the best. I'll beat the best. They got my sword, yo. Stick it deep in your chest. Go meet death. Read deep in my breath. The kid y'all least expect who seek success. But whatever. I'm on the grind nine in my leather. On the incline, I hang glide forever. Clyde Drexler, or Mike Jordan scoring. Four in the morning, vocabulary is enormous. Yo, tell me who could test the guard. Furious is large. Don't forget in charge. The kid fill bars and infinite stances. Smoke y'all like branches. I'm advancing. See y'all lamping. 
in the mansion. I'm the champion, global expansion. Hayden Fred, yo, what, what? Oh, sorry, man. My kid, my, yo, my kids just barged in, bro. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. But you know what? You did good, right? You did good. Well, thank you, bro. I appreciate it. You, you did good. You did good. So, what do you want to say, Killer King Furious? What do you want to say to the fans that love you, the fans that support you, the fans that have been on this journey with you? I just want to say that I love you and continue to watch how the journey folds. You know what I mean? Unfolds and go to the next level, and I want to take them with me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have your project to be released? When When are we going to get EP or an album dropping? Yeah, yeah, there's no date yet, but I have two that are going to drop around the same time. So uh, I don't have a date yet, but I'll let you know. Okay, okay, you'll let us know, right? What are we working with the name? What about Killer King Furious, the, what do you call it, the realist? What about that for an album title? I don't know. I got the Green Hill Tapes, and I got one more other one. I'm not sure which one that's going to be, though. Okay, the Green Hill Tapes. Is that like Nas the Lost Tapes kind of vibe? No, no, no. That's everything that, um, where I came from is Green Hill, so everything that's influenced by that. So it'll be more like, you know, nostalgic tracks about, like, history, where I'm from, all that. Okay. And the next one is going to be more like up joint, up, up bumping club joints. Okay, kind of like, you know, J. Cole, Forest Hill, you know, you kind of got that style where you're talking about where you're from, where you raised, where you grew up, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Do you want to throw out your platforms? Do you want to throw out everything in case people want to reach you and get to know you? Yeah, yeah, I'm on every single platform. I have Killer King, Furious, Spotify, Napster, Deezer, Apple Music, every single thing. Um, and then I'm on uh, Instagram, Official King, Killer King, Furious. And then you could look out for my new things dropping soon. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Do you think you want to close us out with some more bars? I don't know, because you know, I have my two kids right here. <laughs> right here. <laughs> right here tugging on me like, Kayla, Daddy, let's go. So I promised them that we watch a movie together. So I'm, I'm sorry, not this time. Maybe next time. Not this time, next time. But you're going to come back on the show, right? You're a friend of ours, right? 100%, man. I like how it turned out. It went nice. All right, all right, all right. So, listeners, I really want to thank Killer King Furious for debuting on this podcast. And if you want to reach me, Donovan, D-O-N-O-V-A-N, period, L-A-C-R-O-X-I, at gmail.com, Killer King Furious, anything you have to say in closing? Yeah, I have to say one more thing. King King Furious is the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are his daughters, listeners. He is the best. And what do you call He'll be back on our show again and our podcast. Listen, I want to thank the listeners for listening. Killer King Furious, I wish you the best for 2021 to your ha- to your daughters and to your family, okay? Okay, bro. It was really nice. You have a nice uh, holiday season, man. I'll talk to you next time. All right. Take care. All right, you too, brother. Have a good night.